You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. <laughs> this is American Idol, baby. It's all on Fox. It's all good. We make We're sense because of our guests today on... Yeah. Well, we had an American Idol girl on Glee tonight. It's true, Jessica Sanchez. You remember from last season, she was on tonight. But we should go ahead and say Bing is for doing. And we're here doing another Glee after show for you all. It is episode 20. I can't believe we're getting close to the end again. Lights out. A little bit of a different way of going tonight. They had some acoustic performances, which we haven't seen for a minute, which was fun. And um, I'm Stephanie Wenger. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serpy. I'm Roxy Stryer. That's Phil's girlfriend right there. <laughs> <laughs> we read your comments. Uh, yes. Phil is my boy toy. She is stamped. <laughs> and I'm Sarah Mendoza. I wish. I mean. <laughs> Phil's blushing. <laughs> He's like, shut up, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Glee. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about your secret relationship as much as No, we. hush, hush. Nobody can know. I know. So, <laughs> <Everyone does. laughs> so Glee tonight, again, another heavy episode of Glee. A few weeks ago, we had the school shooting, and now we have a whole conversation about molestation and sexual abuse. They're really going for these topics. Can I'm, I say something without you guys getting mad at me? I'm more no, than happy to I don't hear your know. opinion, Roxy. <laughs> okay, I'm leaning this way. Tonight's <laughs> episode, in my honest opinion, was abysmal. It was so hard for me to sit through. I mean, the, and the worst part was the songs. I just couldn't. The storyline's not that bad, but it was the song choice tonight. Come on, Glee, you gotta give me more. And, and honestly, next week looks great, so I'm like hanging on to that so badly, but... I just couldn't tonight. I couldn't. You yeah. know what's really sad to me is that the song list, when I saw it earlier today, I was really excited about the episode. I was like, these sound like fun songs. It'll be interesting to see how they play out on Glee. And for me, almost across the board, it was underwhelming. Well, I, I know we're going to talk more about the songs later. I, I liked most of the songs for tonight, so I get, again, Ooh, okay. I'm not on the same page as you guys. Thank God you're here, because otherwise <laughs> it would be like the Roxy Hates on Glee show right now. We had, I mean, I would just I be agree. asking you all the questions. We had six but. songs tonight, and I liked four out of the six. I see. Mm-hmm. I only liked about one out yeah. of the six. Yeah. About one. <laughs> yeah, about one. <laughs> I, I mean, I liked that they tried to do something different without the musical instruments and, and tried to like break away from always singing with the piano that I really enjoyed we'll talk about this more in our song section but um, there were just some of it just didn't work for me there's so much music out there you have so many choices and so many talented singers and things about lights out and fire and fire going out and different like power whatever it is there's so many things that you could have picked Dear God like please <laughs> give throw me a bone something I can't you're drunk <laughs> I might be. Yeah, I don't know. I we'll get into all of the like specifics about the songs in a little bit. But what did you think of the storyline? Again, serious Glee has been going really that way this season. Well, I've always appreciated that Glee tackles issues that teens actually have to deal with and you know people in college have to deal with this too and you know in very unfortunate cases children have to deal with that type of devastating abuse i i know somebody personally who has had to deal with that and it's very real and it's something that's tough to deal with and you really feel like you need to have a friend in that situation so i like that glee you know 
calls attention to that so that those people who have had to go through that, unfortunately, they don't feel alone. I completely agree with you that the issue should be tackled. I completely agree with you that I respect Glee for trying. Mm-hmm. I don't think they went about it the right way. No. I, I mean, if, if Ryder's had this huge secret his whole life, and we just heard that he has a secret for the first time tonight's episode, that's not the way it plays out. Oh, I have a secret and I've held on to it for the first 18 years of my life or 60, however old he is. But you know what? I'm going to decide to tell somebody and I'm going to do it now. Like, I just... What bothered... Come on, guys. What bothered me most was that I feel like in high school, you wouldn't go and announce it to an entire group of people. He would turn to someone like Marley, who he does trust, and and tell her. He 100%. T- tell one person, or go ahead and tell Jake. It would not be to the entire crowd, and that just bothered me so much that that was the way that they went But that's for the it. thing. He did tell one person, and then he got to the point where he didn't trust that one person, therefore he told everyone else. But who but, is this one person? But exactly. It was, but that it was the, the person they, online. It was right, Katie. Yeah. No, Katie. I, it was Katie, but who is Katie? We still don't know. But they didn't handle the situation correctly and properly. So, it's such a serious topic, and they didn't just didn't handle correctly um, how Sam and Artie um, reacted at the end of that. Was, that was very disrespectful a bit, and I l- lost respect for those two. Right. Well, I agree with some of what you guys said, and I don't agree with some of what you guys said. Um, about the fact that he announced it to the class, I agreed that that's kind of a stretch. With something so, so dark and um, troublesome in your life, it's not likely that you would just make a huge announcement, no matter how um, close that group of people is to you. That's just, it seems f- fake to me. Um, now, the whole waiting till you're 18 to tell somebody, speaking from experience, not my personal experience, but people I know, it's it's hard and sometimes you repress those that memory to and you don't even want to deal with it yourself until you're old enough to admit it to yourself or maybe you've gone to therapy and it surfaces um so maybe at that point maybe he's gone through something where it's it's triggered and it's coming to the surface and he just felt a need to get it out there no i, I misspoke I, i'm not saying most people don't wait until they're 18 to say something I'm, i i find no fault with him waiting that long of course i don't find fault with him for any part of the situation what i'm saying is it's not the day you decide hmm, should i tell somebody then you tell somebody you know i would like to see him a few episodes back struggle with do you guys think I should tell my secret? Should I not? Like, we only learned there was a secret in tonight's episode. I think that people that actually have secrets, like, it slowly comes out. It doesn't just, like, hit you with a boom. But my my bigger problem was, if I'm sitting at home and I am somebody who has suffered from child molestation and I'm watching this episode, is this something that convinces me that I should feel safe coming out? Absolutely not. Number one, he tells Will, and Will says... You know I have to report this now, right? Yes. By law, teachers do need to report physical or sexual abuse. But now you've got the kid sitting at home being like, I can't tell tell my teacher because then somebody's going to get in trouble, something's going to happen. And then you've got Artie and Sam being like, high five, bro, high five. And, you know, he walks away from the situation. He's like, you're right, I'm the luckiest guy in the world, obviously sarcastically. And nobody even, like, will try to say something to Artie and Sam, but nobody really, like, covers the issue it never gets addressed and i mean yes you've got kitty and she does pull him aside but then he doesn't even want to go with kitty it's just if i'm the kid sitting at home worried about coming out about this issue this is the thing that's keeping me from doing that yeah and that should never be the case i couldn't agree more the thing that also just bothered me about that whole scenario is that absolutely if you're sitting at home i feel like they kind of did a similar thing with the school shooting episode is that you you just like it doesn't feel like a resolved issue by the end of the episode right. it just feels like they threw out this topic because it's a hot button issue and they're not writing something where you feel like oh I really want to get help and they did throw in that PSA at the end but it just felt like a little like too little too late 100% right. yeah. um, like if you're gonna do it do it right and the fact that you know there's some things you really shouldn't joke about and and the fact that right uh, not um, Sam and Artie yeah that they reacted saying like hey dude everybody wants that like oh my god you're right the kids sitting at home who might have gone through that 
would not feel comforted. Maybe they would feel even worse in their situation. And I didn't think that they obviously wanted to have the girl and the boy perspective that this could happen to both genders. Mm -hmm. And so they had Kitty who immediately jumped in and she was like, the same thing happened to me. And I feel like Again, a little unrealistic, trying to push that point that it can happen to boys and girls. But, but what I... Sorry to interrupt you. No. But what I do um, find it, that is realistic in situations, though, is that you really never know sometimes. It could be the most random thing. Like, somebody could be a happy friend for all of the years that you've known them, and all of a sudden one day they've got this deep, dark secret. I mean, the statistic being taught in America right now is that one in every four girls has been sexually molested. That's an insane number. You know, there are four of us sitting at this table. It's it's unbelievably insane. The statistic for guys is way smaller, but yes, it does happen. I think it's important to talk about. It's important to be on TV. But overall, like we're saying over and over again, the way that they did this was, in my mind, incredibly inappropriate and looking for viewers and begging for people to still watch them and it just like it just did not sit well with me yeah, i just i just sorry i just hope that they come back hopefully in the future and like resolve this and just touch up on like where they are now uh, have yeah. they spoken to anyone else about this Exactly. Like, res- resolve the issue for everybody that's going with them on that journey. Resolve it. And it, yeah. it even was a, a weird transition out of that scene. I know we were all like, oh, what, what was that? It went straight into a, a rock like a rock stuff. song yeah. after him and Kitty were having such a serious conversation about that issue. I just feel like something that Glee really needs to work on this, hopefully in the next few episodes of this season and in the next next year is that resolution of these issues is that we're coming off of a shooting episode we haven't really seen how they've recovered from that then we're getting this and i hope that we're gonna see some resolution in these episodes instead of a new issue every episode why don't we solve the dozens of issues we've already presented this season yeah, a hundred percent. But let us know what you're thinking. You know, if you love the episode and you think it's, it is important to obviously address these issues. I think we all agree on that. But the way they're doing it is definitely bothering us. So let us know what you think. You can go on iTunes um, and rate and comment on our show. We love hearing from you. We have the best people commenting on our stuff. We love reading. Oh my it. god, it's the best every so week. Yeah, it's so much fun. So please comment and let us know what you think. Um, like- Shout out to Fangirl. <laughs> what is it? Fangirl what? Yeah, she's going to be um, my bridesmaid. <laughs> Maid of honor, maybe. The even. matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also we should mention that Phil has worked super hard on this, that you can now stream... Um, after buzz on your phone so if you have an iphone your ipad or an android phone um you can do it all right from your phone so you there's no reason to not miss an episode now so go to the bathroom take your phone and you can still watch us you know i know everyone's glued to their seats they've been watching glee now they're watching us at their desktop you gotta go these these ladies are too pretty not to see their faces so you gotta you gotta do it but now joining that with the bathroom comments a little weird so Thank you for taking it there. For that visual. Yeah. Right from your toilet seat. Yeah. Um, on that lovely note, let's switch over to the NYC Ballet Gala because there's no smooth transition to that. <laughs> we're, we're just like Glee. Yeah, no, we're following Glee's lead. Yeah. They've had better episodes with better transitions. They could have worked that yeah. today. Um, yeah. This ballet uh, episode kind of came out of or not the entire episode, but this, I guess, storyline, came out of right field for me. I I didn't see it as like, okay, we suddenly had Sarah Jessica Parker back, which hasn't been, I mean, fantastic love Sarah Jessica Parker. Best part of the episode. Can't say enough great things about her, but... How rocking is her body? and Oh, she's so hot. And we're getting Kate Hudson back next week, so it's... We're getting a lot of great guest stars, but definitely kind of this random thing like she's back and Kurt's talking about his dad and I don't even remember her knowing about his dad like when did that happen I barely even remember that his dad had fallen ill like (laughs) well he came to visit and I'm trying to remember if that was the Christmas episode where we found out that he has prostate cancer and they had a kiki during that so four months ago we have not heard about it for (laughs) four months now Kurt didn't ever go home to like visit his dad. I, like, I just have so many questions. It's, again, the resolution yes. issue. And another one, where the heck is Brody? 
Oh. And why is he not trying to get Rachel back? Well, I feel like Brody is just kind of Brody's off kinda. the scene. He, uh, yeah, he. They figured out he was a prostitute or whatever you want to refer to that as. Jiggle, jiggle, thank you. And he he ditched out of New York and their loft, and he was suddenly gone, gone, gone. Um, but. I don't know. This ballet, I thought it was sweet to have these flashbacks of all of them. That was kind of one of my favorite moments in the episode, in all yeah. honesty, was the flashbacks of Rachel, Kurt, and Santana all being young and dancing and what it meant to them. Well, I like how all the characters, even in New York and McKinley, they're all literally stripped down, revealing their, you know, their true emotions and their deep, dark secrets. Yeah. It should have been called stripped, not unplugged. <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. it's very real what Santana's going through. A lot of people out of high school and they're going into college or not going into college, they don't know what they want to do with their lives, and that's okay. And even Finn was struggling with that. So I, it just reminds, you know, people their age or their, their character's age that it's okay to be figuring it out still. And I did like her advice. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker's character, towards the end, kind of says to Santana that, you know, it's okay to try different things and you're still young and you're, it's okay to, like, not have the path. It, you know, mm-hmm. when you're 20 years old, 19, right. 20, I don't think you necessarily have to have the path. The way she phrased it, you know, baby steps are okay. And yeah. I was like, yes they are, you know, as as long as you're not moving backwards, you're moving forwards. So, yeah. I was kind of disappointed with Rachel and Kurt for sitting Santana down and being like, you don't have your stuff together. You know, <laughs> like I do think that they, there's a better way they could have done that. They could have been like, do you need help? We're here for you. But they're just like, what are you doing with your life, man? Why aren't you taking classes and go to Niata like us? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you can't push somebody that hard. Yeah. It's, it's going to push them in the opposite direction you're trying to pull them into. So. I was just about to say, yeah, it feels like, you know, I knew people who, like, we were all in college, and you, college is kind of a path within itself. In a lot of ways, you can be lost within college, but it is like you're taking classes. And it's the people who maybe that's not the right call for them or they're not in college that it seems like they're a little more lost. And the people who are in college, you always see that that pressure and it's terrible. I I saw it kind of more as a returning of a favor because we saw Santana always talking to Rachel and pointing Mm. out Brody's faults and whatnot. And then now they're trying to help Santana in this way. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's an it was an interesting episode in, in that way. I kind of wanted more of that. I don't know if I was the only one who was left feeling like I wanted in the New York characters to kind of go deeper into why their paths, like, like he loved Vogue. Why is he kind of pushing Vogue aside if that's what he truly lo- Like, there seemed to be a lot of kind of confusion among those characters. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was saying before, I just wish instead of adding new issues to the pile, we'd go into the ones that are there and really divulge into them. Why? I mean, we see see Kurt, and he's so happy at Vogue with SJP, but then he's at Niata, and then he's like, oh, screw Vogue. But she's like, quality over quantity. My ass. If you get a job at Vogue and you stop showing up, but the one time a week you do show up, you're doing great work, they're firing. You know, period. Yeah. Like, no, I mean... I didn't it, believe that either. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, internships are two days a week while you're in college, and that's acceptable for the most... Well... Right, but yeah. she's like, we noticed you weren't here as much. It wasn't like, we worked out a schedule, so you didn't have to come in as often. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just... Like, you don't just stop showing up. I was about to yeah. say, if you don't show up to your internship, even once, I feel right. like that's that's a no-go, at least at the internships I've had. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he should yeah. at least work out a schedule, is yeah. what you're saying, right? A hundred percent. But to get back to the bigger issues here, do, what did we um, think of them kind of all coming together over their love of ballet? We've never seen any of them talk about that before. I, I gotta wait till I talk about songs to talk about this because just the amount of time that was spent on this. Yeah. It was a long song. <sighs> but I, well, the thing I, is, we did see Rachel in like season one that she's singing a number um, and she's dancing ballet. So we know they all kind of have dancing backgrounds. I wasn't, I didn't expect Kurt to have a ballet dancing background. 
Not not just because his he's was a my boy. favorite flashback, by the way. Yeah, he was uh, so side, cute side with note. his little fairy <laughs> wand. Yeah, not just because he's a boy. I just didn't expect him to have a ballet background as well. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I felt that performance was uh, less about the ballet itself and really just you know everybody's got a pass because they're talking about you know the parents or the dad wasn't there or whatever and and just you know maybe putting into perspective that they were kids at one point having all these dreams that they're now starting to figure out you know what they want to do so it was more about like the message behind it rather than the ballet itself what you just said was more interesting than what i saw do you know what i mean (laughs) it's just like if that's what it was they needed to my overall message is you need to do better like you guys need to do better because it right now i we're picking apart we're digging for these messages and yes you are like optimistic Ophelia over here, like you, you, you got it. You got it going on, girl. But like, I'm negative Nancy, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, you just, I can't anymore with you guys. Well, we have our yin and yang at the table, so it's all yeah, baby. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of in the middle, I guess, between you two in terms of like, I, I like some of it, and some of it seemed a little bit. Um, a little bit messy tonight. That That's the best way I can think about it. And I hope that by the end of the season, we have, I think, two more episodes? Three more episodes? Um, Probably two more. Two more. Um, that um, we kind of see things start to get a little bow tie on them. Like, I'm not normally a big fan of getting things tied up, but this season has been so full of loose ends right. that I want mm-hmm. some nice little bows <laughs> towards the end of the season, you know in what? all honesty. Messy, messy is fun. Messy I can deal with. This is not well thought out. There's a difference, you know? It's well, not like everybody's lives are messy and disorganized and whatever. This is like, I think that there is a lack of effort being put in or or we're just trying to pull the story too long. And now knowing that we, well, we'll get to it in news and yeah. gossip, actually. But, you know, knowing there are going to be more episodes to come. Yeah, yeah and I think that, I'm might, worried. that might be it, though, why we're not getting resolution. Because they want us, us, the viewers, just to keep on watching. But right. I don't believe that for a second. Because I think of, I mean, I host here Pretty Little Liars. And I watch Scandal pretty regularly. And these are shows that are complicated week in, week out. And they are able, but by the end of the season, or even within each episode, you feel like there are concrete things that are happening and the story is moving forward. And with Glee, it just feels like every week we're kind of getting these capsulized experiences. And that, that's mm-hmm. what's frustrating me about this season. So, hopefully that will improve, um, I guess. And we should talk about McKinley, Lights Out, which, uh, I mean, the title of the episode and what was happening um, at McKinley. They had their power out uh, for some excuse about a balloon being caught in an electrical. There were a lot of... I did not believe this power out. Yes, power goes out, obviously, but usually it only goes out for a few hours or to couple days but a full week at McKinley I don't I just didn't believe that but the loudspeaker works because that's what they're using the generator for so that makes a lot of sense and my favorite quote of the episode is that candles and flashlights will be distributed based on grade point <laughs> average <laughs> ha 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 Glee ha 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 um, that actually was a good moment for me <laughs> I mean we all had our little favorite moments tonight um, but I also just felt like it was interesting to have um I did like that they tried to switch it up because I feel like we've seen so many episodes with them singing at the piano and just like and you just wa- I just wanted something that was different and we did get that with them trying to go completely unplugged. Unplugged is a great idea. Sing a Nirvana song. Do do something like MTV Unplugged, VH1 Unplugged, whatever they yeah. do. Like this concept of unplugged rock bands. What are you guys doing? I mean, uh, I know we're going to talk about songs but like REM such a great idea. Wah, wah. Yeah. It's just how I felt. Like, there's so many songs. When you think of Unplugged, think of all your favorite acoustic versions of songs. And we have members of the cast that can play guitar. And we have, they're, they're so talented. And just like seeing their acoustic, I just could be so great. I want them to do another one. I feel like such a nerd because I was like so down for like the Righteous Brothers tonight. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, instead, I don't know why. I just wanted like Darren, Chris, and um, Cord Overstreet to like pull up. They're both amazing guitar players. Amazing. And And just like piano too. Exactly. And just get out there and 
jam together. Like, I wanted to see these, like, quiet, amazing performances that we've seen on Glee before. Mm. And just have it be that, that kind of acoustic night. And it just, for me, didn't work. Should we get into the songs? Uh, maybe a little songs would be good. Oh, but we should also mention that Jessica Sanchez, um. we saw a taste of Jessica Sanchez tonight. It was like maybe a minute. I, I don't know. It was under the list. It was, it was like yeah, seconds. five seconds. <laughs> Frida Romero. You'll remember Jessica Sanchez, of course, is from American Idol last season. She was the runner-up to Philip Phillips. Um, Great voice. She's a fan. sophomore. Yeah, and she... I went to all the American Idol tapings last year. She can blow, like, the roof off of a, a, mm-hmm. off of a theater, off of whatever. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, her voice is unbelievable. So I'm excited. Next two episodes, cool. we're going to see more of her. So, I mean, I don't know if this is news and gossip, but in an interview, she said she's going to be a part of the rival team. Right. And oh, their yeah. group is going to be called Who's Your Daddies? I mean, <laughs> so glee and so amazing. All, all that the I like. Yeah. I could dig that. Yeah, I mean, some of the one-liners the glee does, phenomenal. Yep, I, mean, those I give them that. Yeah, I mean, and they're still on it in that way. And Sorry, tan- this is going to be a tangent, so finish your thought. Oh, I was just going to say also that Jane Lynch um, tonight, She, uh, we kind of saw her return as well because we, last episode, she left and... So it's kind of nice to see her back a bit, um, but her, her role is yet to be determined. Sorry. To- oh, I was just going to also say that Becky, Yeah. It, sound, it looks like she's going to confess so that Susan the Clear... I mean, because mm-hmm. Blaine is going to pressure her. I mean, that's what came out tonight. Was and they're yeah. pissed. <laughs> like, I mean, I was just like, not that she shouldn't tell the truth. Of course, that's the best call. But like having someone who's like on your case like mm-hmm. that is. I really thought it's because she really misses Sue, though. I think that's more of the driving force rather than um, Darren. It's it's you know we saw that cute moment between her and Sue where she's like I really miss you. It's more that she hates Roz. Yeah, I was just and saying. Yeah. Was like, Roz is not the greatest Sue. That right helps now. too, to make you miss Sue. Uh, rhymes. Yeah, I feel like we finally <laughs> are to songs because we've been <laughs> referring to it for so long tonight. But should we start out with uh, The Righteous Brothers? It's of course you've got that loving, or sorry, you've, you've, lost. you've lost that loving feeling. I uh, love that song. It's a great song, but it, it was lackluster. It was just Sam sitting there on guitar. I mean, yes, he's talented in performance, but I it was too simple for me. Sarah, I was with you when I saw this on the song list for tonight. I was really excited about it because I kind of wanted it to be that song that jumps off from the very beginning of the episode and it's just, like, energetic and fun. And for me, it didn't do that. Um, Roxy. When you go and see a talent show... Very much so. The first song of the talent show is like, this is the tone of the show. Yeah. This was the tone of the show tonight. And it was just like, okay, we're in for a long one. Yeah. And we did. The song in general is great. It's like, if you're going to choose a song and it's a great song, put some power behind it. Give me something, guys. Uh, Sam and Ryder are both great. So I don't know why this wasn't. I know that you're upset. (laughs) <laughs> it's true, Phil. It's true. Wait a second. Was that? Sarah's confused. <laughs> Plus, there's a little bit of ego that's getting out of control with oh, you, I think, based secret. on what your friends and family are telling me. I yep. thought it was <laughs> Phil. That was good. <laughs> um, so, but I agree with you that it just, to me, I feel like we're kind of in that mid-season lull, even though we're kind of towards the end of the season, where it just gets a little muddy. And I, I hope, again, that season finale I want them to do something amazing so that I'm I'm excited I'm always excited for Glee but I want to be just like can't wait for next season and that's always mm-hmm. how I have been before and so I'm hoping that they can switch it around for me after I just, this episode yeah I just gotta say um, Sam's performance because we see Artie texting throughout this whole number and then Sam gets upset and immediately chastises Artie, and then right after Ryder tells a very deep, dark secret that was hard to reveal, and Sam's the first one to make an, in a rude comment about it. Sam's a child. It it really just yeah. got me upset when he literally, a couple days ago, whatever time frame this is in, it, he calls out Artie for yeah. something as trivial as texting. Yep. yep. He Yeah, he just doesn't know that that's rude. 
He really is. He's very immature. Yeah, and then he doesn't get grasp the concept that being sexually molested is rude. Right. If he was more focused on. Never mind. Yeah, I don't even want to say it. But I mean, I just I didn't believe his character tonight. Yeah, it it was really frustrating to watch him kind of struggle and like you just wanted to kind of. I feel like that's one of those situations where I want to like like tap on the door of the TV and be like, listen to me, but knock, knock. Right. unfortunately, we can't have a conversation with Glee characters. It's sad. And, and where was uh, Brittany tonight? I mean, Brittany and that whole storyline is going to be really interesting to see how they mm-hmm. manage it, because as we know, Heather Morris is pregnant, is pregnant, and so will she be back and all of that. So that's going to be a hard one, I think, for them to tie up, if you want to call it that. <laughs> How do you put a bow on that? Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. going to be a, a tough one for them. But hopefully she will be back. Um, and we should move on to the next song, which was Everybody Hurts. I I like this song. I I don't know that I liked the way they did it. This was the song that I was looking forward to the most of this episode. And all I have to say is, I love Ryder. I really do. He was not emotionally ready to handle this song. And imagine had this been Darren Criss. This song would have been blown out of the water if he had acoustic um, done the acoustic version like he did for Teenage Dream with a little bit of the tears. He could have crushed this song. And I honestly, I think this was Ryder's moment to shine. And he just didn't. And I, I think he could. I think he has it in him. Maybe it was an off day filming. You know, I think last week when we saw him crying and yelling at Marley and yelling at Jake, I saw that emotion there that we haven't seen yet. And if he just brought that tonight, but he didn't do it. And all I was thinking was Darren would have crushed this. On top of that, something else that trivialized it for me was, inst- you know, they showed B-roll of people getting slushied. Is that really the deepest thing you've had to go through when last week there was a shooting? Like, I wanted them to bring it back there. Absolutely. That's, yeah. where, that's where the pain is supposed to be lying right now in that shooting ordeal that happened the week before. Not... You're slushying. But I think the slushy B-roll was the only thing, thing that added to this number, which made Everybody Hurts make sense, why he's singing this song. But, I mean, imagine, instead of cutting to people being slushied, which does suck, but, like, them on the ground in that room again, crying, mm-hmm. or, like, and scared about the... Sh- alleged shooter. People have been heartbroken. People have come out of the closet. People have been um, in school shootings. People have been cheated on. People have been in car accidents. People have had parents that have terminal illnesses. People have lost... Whatever it is, these characters, they've built up all this backstory. How amazing would a montage be in this moment of all of their stuff that's happened to them in the last few seasons and instead you've got Tina getting slushied in the face... I'm sorry that, like you're saying, it is, you know, being slushied is uncomfortable. That would suck. I can't imagine. I've never been slushied myself, but mm-hmm. I can imagine that would hurt. Not REM's Everybody Hurts. This is the most painful, gut-wrenching song of all time. Really? Really? I mean, I'm with you. I mm-hmm. couldn't agree more. Bullying is obviously an issue that they feel is very... I mean, it is an important issue, and it's something that Glee has dealt with over and over again. So maybe that's what they were attempting to go after, was right. to remind you of that bullying. But there is so much more they could have done. That could have been one I snippet mean, out of a montage. episode was even about mo- sexual abuse. Yeah, I go mean... Go there. It was, there was so much that could have happened that just yeah. didn't for this song. But then we had... A song that after we have this deep confession from Ryder, we get the most awkward transition <laughs> I think I've ever seen into We Will Rock You. Um, I, I actually liked the performance itself. Like, it was I, damn from the start. You couldn't even, like, even though I liked it too. Yeah. How, like you're saying, yeah. like, we, the we, transition was terrible. It wasn't even a commercial. Give me a commercial. Yeah. yeah. I didn't Something. like it. No. I mean, I like, yes, the transition. One of the worst ever. That being said, it, I thought it was interesting a way to do We Will Rock You with them tapping on Stomp. Yeah. Stomp. Okay. This, this was the only number I actually liked because I actually have been part of Stomp, and they are freaking awesome. Wait, you've been a part of Stomp? Uh, I did a Stomp once, yes. Very cool. They're actually so really, really fun, so I did like this number. This is the only one out of tonight I liked. Oh, go ahead. This is I'm... one of my two that I didn't like. Oh, what is man. wrong with me? But uh, Nothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Perfect way you are. So different. Um, not beautiful. <laughs> um, no, but little fun fact, though. Did you guys know that when Corey Monteith auditioned, he did, like, a drum thing, but not yeah. using actual drum set? He did it with, like, props and stuff. Yeah, and he set. did it on, like, Tupperware, I believe, yeah. was what I... Okay. So it reminded me of that. Conceptually, this really worked for me because, you know, everybody knows, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that's easy. And if if you can do if you can do that beat, which obviously everybody on the show can, you've got the brooms going whatever. Conceptually really cool. I didn't pay attention to a single minute of the song because all I'm thinking is what just like <laughs> yeah. what just happened? <laughs> I, I mean, I, like no time to process. They didn't even give me a commercial. Give me something. Give me a breather. So I think that as a standalone, if you YouTube this one clip, if you play it on the iTunes, the iTunes of my my grandmother. <laughs> oh, <the laughs> if you use the internet and click on the iTunes, the no. iTunes. So I think this works as a standalone piece. Yeah. In terms of the episode, you've got to be kidding me. I know. You gotta be kidding me. It ju- I, they the, are. They are like, they're <laughs> loving the randomness this season of putting in songs. We're gonna talk about it in a little bit. That ending number two just felt so random. But um, okay. before we get to that, Sue sang um, from Annie, Little Girl. Yes! And. I loved it. I'm sorry, but I loved it. But I'm glad old. someone did. It's because I love Annie so much, and and Carol Barnett, uh, Burnett, uh, yeah. obviously she did a phenomenal job in the movie, right. and ah, I just loved it because Sue didn't really sound like Sue. She her voice was a lot more, I mean, processed. polished. <laughs> I guess I don't I, know. It, it, yeah. I ha- oh, sorry. Go ahead if you. No, go okay. ahead. Sorry. Um, if, uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Uh, so I love when Jane Lynch sings. I think it's always so much fun. It's kind of a rarity. We don't always yeah. get it on Glee. Um, and it didn't sound like her to the point where I kind of questioned if it was her for a second. And it obviously is. I mean, they would never do that. Jane Lynch is incredibly talented. But um, I don't know. For me, something didn't work. At least the song fit the situation. Yeah. Like, at least I was like, oh, I understand why Glee picked this song. And I think it did showcase Jane Lynch and I, uh, and her voice. And I, you know, you can't give her just any song. So I thought this worked. And I wrote down, she sells it. So, you know, this for me was like, I could live without it. And in a normal, great, like, season one Glee episode, I would have been like, this was the worst number of the night, but it was fine. In this, I was like, this was my, this was the best all-around, most fitting performance of the night. See, I didn't really care for the song. I mean, it's it's a fine song, but I liked her performance, like what she's doing in this actual number, better than what she was actually singing. We see her pushing the cheerleaders around. We got a taste of <laughs> the old Sue Sylvester old that we Sue. know and love. It worked. Especially because now that she's gone, at, like she's away from McKinley, we still get a taste of what Sue and Sue is fine, even though she's gone. And I saw stills from our next song before the episode. Um, it's, of course, at the ballet, with, which is from Chorus, Chorus Line. Line. And, I mean, how can you go wrong with Rachel, Santana, and Kurt? I love that combination and having Sarah Jessica Parker there. I mean, it seemed like a winning... Th- like, to me, the photo itself seemed like it was going to be a winning song. Um I love their dresses. I that, that I will start with that. <laughs> say that. And they and there were moments where I thought this is a really strong song for them, but I just I guess I wasn't blown away is the easiest way. The to thing say. for me, the song was way too long. Too long. It was Period way too long. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is this song in the musical is this long. And another uh, another factor of this performance that this in the musical of Chorus Line when they're singing this, they're giving backstories, but that's to the characters in the chorus line musical, not to the characters in Glee. So I didn't believe why they're singing that part. Because mm-hmm. we have seen some numbers where they're singing and, like, like that Chicago song um, that they sang a couple weeks ago. I'm totally blinking right now. But, or no, it was Moulin Rouge, sorry. Oh. But uh, there was dialogue. Elephant. Yeah, there was dialogue Elephant. that still made sense to the Glee characters and also to the what they used in the movie. Mm-hmm. But this episode, it didn't make sense to their characters. Honestly, I think that they picked the song because there was a ballet, so the it, it, the <laughs> title fit. Like you're saying, it was just simply 
too long. There was nothing that these actors could have done to make it better. They all gave it their absolute most. Mm. Sounded fantastic. Sounded fantastic. I I am a musical theater person. That's what my background's in. I love musical theater, and I couldn't. I wrote down, I'm in pain so long. Yeah. And I love every person on stage. I really like this song. I like a chorus line. I love Glee. There should be no reason why I'm sitting there with my head in my hands thinking, geez, when is this over? Well, mm-hmm. when do I come on here and say that a still photograph makes me excited for a song? And that combination, there's no reason why it shouldn't have worked. I am going to yang, Roxy's yang right now. And <laughs> I, for it. I, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I also am a musical theater fanatic. I've, you know, we all are. Yeah. theater conservative. No, just it? me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually enjoyed it. It was refreshing because we do do a lot of contemporaries or they do do a lot of contemporary songs in Glee. And to go back to the musical theater roots, yes, it was a little bit long. It, I liked it. See, and, and another thing for me, because I did musical theater um, and we, the place where I worked at, we did chorus line. So I heard at the ballet for like a whole month straight so I'm like already <laughs> just like sick of the song so that might be another reason why I didn't like it. I think it's interesting when you say we do a lot of contemporary music and this was a refresher. One thing I think Glee does a really good job at is they're very well rounded in terms of their music selection between musical theater, rock and roll, pop, um, I, I think that they even throw a little country like that. I think they're very well rounded. I think we have a lot of musicals. We go through musicals like that. You know, they cover Greece. They go to uh, uh, West Side Story. Then they're uh, that Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you, yeah. you are right. I guess I just can never get enough. I'm, I'm all <laughs> they about them together yeah. so quickly that you know, like when you get West Side Story, you get West Side Story for one episode, but it's all the songs. You know, so I get why we haven't had a musical theater song in, in a good amount of time. I feel like. I mm-hmm. agree, but I also think that we have to give credit where credit's due and say Ryan Murphy, I mean, in musical genius. Like, yeah. he's able to pull these songs, and apparently, from what I've heard, is that on set, he can just, like, come up with a number, and he just goes, and it's always, like, his head is always moving for the stuff. And to be able to do this, we're in season four now, and more to come is, I mean, props to him. Obviously. Yeah, definitely. Not to rag on him because I think he's unbelievable. But I think sometimes when you get too comfortable with things, it is it ends up being a problem. And I think that's part of the randomness of the song selection. And with that, we have to go to the last song. Don't let me talk. Um, <laughs> we're going to let you talk last. Um, so, Longest Time. It's a Billy Joel song. I mean, I like that they went with Billy Joel. That seemed like an older song to go with. and it's But so random at the end of this episode. Yes. Agreed. I didn't write any notes about it because I didn't even follow it. I just, I couldn't get the connection. We, They like to end on an upbeat or some song that ties the episode together, at least in the early seasons. We saw that repeatedly. and But it always had a connection. It was like standing up for yourself or whatever the theme of the episode was. Tonight, how sexual abuse goes to this song, I please tweet me, comment, whatever. I really would love to know. Like, I don't know. what. How did you girls feel about it? Ran- yeah, I thought it was random, too. It's a good song, but why Why is it there? Yeah. Um, Roxy? No, I'm, wanna- not, I'm not kidding. Like, you don't want to... I mm-hmm. Okay, we won't unleash you. Ever here, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. I mean, I think we're <laughs> no, already we're so gone many, down no, that path. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many other songs they could have gone with <laughs> and could have sang acapella... Literally, yeah. acapella way better. Mm-hmm. I this. also kind of wanted a song tonight from Matthew Morrison, just about like here. Like, I feel like as a teacher, if you had someone admit that in your class, like, wouldn't you want to like sing out about your own feelings about that? Like, they're they're just right. we didn't get any reaction from Matthew Morrison other right. than I'm gonna have to tell on you, which is a terrible reaction. Right. I don't know, but that was just kind of a random thought that I wrote down. That I was just like, where's Matthew Morrison's perspective? Like, see another yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah cut you off, no. but another thing is if we wanted a little bit more resolution to Ryder, we should have had a scene with uh, Will talking to Ryder about this. There was you know? so much more that needed to be said and that's really all it was and to waste all this time on long songs as we've mentioned and songs that didn't fit in the episode when you have such a big issue is very sad and it's a little upsetting in all honesty. 
Um, but should we go into some news and gossip? Let's do it. Yeah. I think we should. Yeah. After TV News. So, a little... Uh, we are going to hear from Matthew Morrison. Uh, he, of course, put out his first solo record last year, I believe. And he is coming out with a new one. Um, it's called Where It All Began. And he's, of course, signed to Adam Levine's record label. So um, I think uh, he was the first uh, artist signed to Adam Levine's record label, of course, from The Voice. So it'll be fun to see how they promote that. And I'm personally hoping for a little collaboration with Adam Levine because I think that would be a fun one. That'd be cool. Um, fun fact, one of my closest friends from my sorority is also on Adam Levine's record label and was the uh, first female signed on to it. So I'm hoping that she collaborates with Matthew Morrison and we can bring her in and she can talk about Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice little inside scoop. Rosie Crane, check her out. <laughs> <laughs> nice shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also getting more music from the Glee cast, Darren Chris announced a summer tour. Uh, he'll be here at the House of Blues in Los Angeles, which is on the Sunset Strip. Um, uh, so, when? Uh, so mm-hmm. check him out there. Um, I believe you can find all that information on his website. Um, mm-hmm. And he's uh, starting off uh, in San Francisco, and it's called the Listen Up Tour. So that's fun. I'm, I'm excited for that. Hopefully I'll be able to go check him out at the House of Blues. Um, and then we have more uh, Glee support for... Uh, Corey Monteith, who of course is in rehab, and uh, Jane Lynch, who has had her own struggles with substance abuse. She stopped drinking at the age of 31, told Access Hollywood that um, she's uh, really proud of him. I think you get to a point, and this has to happen, and it happened to me, where you decide to renew your vows to your sobriety, and of course, Corey Monteith has had struggles in the past with this as well, and it, what's interesting is he's about the same age as she was when she decided to stop drinking. So right, yeah. And on top of the positive support for Corey, yeah, I know that Lea Michelle really wants him out of rehab and wants him to be better because she thinks he would make an excellent father. And she, rumor has it, wants to focus on starting a family. So maybe her and Heather can. Be pregnant. Uh, be, be pregger together. Or yeah, pregger together. I hope that. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that scared me. <laughs> I hope that you know she allows him the time to resolve his own issues before yeah. jumping into fatherhood. I think that. Oh, you're sober. Wanna wanna you know get the started? <laughs> Um, um, he, he needs personal time to take care of himself first. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but it, for him. I mean, you know how much I love Finchel, so a Finchel baby <laughs> would be exciting, but I just hope that <laughs> right. that happens like in the future. First in line or... for the babysitting job, huh, Stephanie? <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Monchal, I guess I should say. Finchel, Monchal, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so moving on from that, also, yeah. fun business acquisition by... Um, uh, Naya Rivera, who flipped her house. She bought a house in Beverly Hills. She bought it a year ago for $1.4 million, and she sold it this past week for $2.1 million. Just, you know, casual profit. Casual get profit. Go get like it, girl. 50%. That's yeah. doubling. Also, we should mention, um, we should have done it at the beginning of News and Gossip. If all you Gleeks out there haven't heard, you're getting tons more Glee here. Right. Two more seasons Yay. of Glee, which yeah. is super exciting. Um, so they're signed on through season six. Um, so we're getting lots more Glee and lots more songs. So hopefully... Hopefully um, they hear us. I know. Hear our <laughs> prayers. <laughs> I mean... Hopefully more resolutions. I have to say, I'm in till the end of the show. Like, I... Regardless of how I feel at this particular moment... 100% I'm, same. I'm in. Yeah. We are yeah. here. What is this? One more news bit also for Jessica Sanchez, who we said earlier was the finalist in last season's American Mm -hmm. Idol. She is coming out with her debut album called Me, You, and the Music and that's due out on April 30th. So you have five more days left to go check her out and buy her album. So when you're... Perfect timing too, especially with her performance on Glee. Yeah, exactly. And so when you're rating and commenting on iTunes about After Buzz, you can uh, go and get some albums as well. So that'll be (laughs) good reason to go on iTunes for sure. Um, Predictions? I'm so excited for Stevie Wonder. I mean, can I say that I'm hoping for a Darren Chris Stevie Wonder? That'll be amazing. I think that that's the one that I'm most excited about. 
Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about the plot lines next week, too, though, guys. I agree. Yeah. Um, was it Mercedes I saw becoming the vocal yes, coach? Yes. Like, back. just having her back in there. Amber Riley, where have you been all my life? <laughs> um, so I'm excited for that. And... The big Blaine. I was going to say proposal. Blaine considering proposing. And talking to, to Bert about it. Yeah, I mean, that's some serious stuff. I drew mm-hmm. a ring on my pad of paper. That's <laughs> <laughs> how excited I was. Uh, I predict that Kurt, I was going to say Corey, <laughs> Kurt will be confused. Like, wait a second. I th- Where did this come from? Well, I hope that that's a driving force for him to... You know, he's kind of figuring out his own direction, and is it going to be kind of... They've been, yes, they're together, no, they're not, and so I hope it kind of is the thing that either brings them back together or splits them apart. Like, I feel like at this point, just to have a decision, Mm -hmm. it would be good. Um, I have a couple. First, uh, we see last week Rachel and her audition. I think... Because it's Glee and because, you know, she's Rachel Berry, I really do think that she'll probably get the role of Fanny. But let me ask you something. So we know that next week is all Stevie Wonder songs. Mm -hmm. Does that mean her callback, she's singing a Stevie Wonder song? Does she have a number next week? I don't know. I mean, it's either next week or the week after that. So if her callback is next week... Well, that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Leah Michelle taking on Stevie Wonder. Mm. I mean... I imagine it to be very cool. Like, I think she'll find a way to make it hers. Cassandra and, is not down with that. And, no. And one, one more quick one. Um, we saw Isabel talking to Santana. Santana's kind of lost, and she's giving her um, some comfort. I think uh, Isabel might offer an internship or something at Vogue to Santana. Ooh. Will Kurt feel like she's stepping on her toes? Wait, Isabel, yeah. right? Yeah, Isabel. Okay. Yeah. Sarah Jessica. Yeah, I mean, I think that that... That seems like a place it could go. But thank you so much for watching and indulging all of our opinions tonight. Let us know what you think. Of course, you can find AfterBuzz on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV and me at Stephanie Wenger. I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at TV. At Roxy Stryer. At Sarah with an H Mendoza. See you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.